Welcome back to the Daily Report brought to you by the COVID-19 Literature Surveillance Team. We are your hosts, Will Smith and Jasmine Robb, bringing you the highlights from our newest report. The Report for November 4th, 2020. Understanding the pathology. Should we be testing for more than SARS-CoV-2 antibodies? Microbiologists, pathologists, and public health experts associated with Mount Sinai Hospital analyzed 3,277 blood specimens from recovered COVID-19 patients. They found that neutralizing antibody level is the highest 31 through 35 days post-symptom onset. Even though general SARS-CoV-2 antibody levels have been high, well above the 160 titer range cutoff long before this, suggesting the importance of also testing for neutralizing antibodies. Transmission and Prevention How do close contact and aerosol transmission risks compare? Swiss environmental engineers applied a quantitative microbial risk assessment, QMRA, to evaluate SARS-CoV-2 infection risk via aerosol transmission and close indoor contact using dose-response mice models and infection risk data from meta-analysis and found lower infection transmission risk via aerosol exposure within one hour compared to close contact in a typically ventilated room with one infected person. Close contact may pose higher infection risk than aerosol transmission but suggest real-life circumstances, such as prolonged exposure and higher density, could heighten risk of aerosol transmission not accounted for in this analysis. Infectious disease physicians from the US and UK reviewed data on transmission and detection of SARS-CoV-2 infection and found that children under 10 years old are less susceptible to contract SARS-CoV-2. Transmission of the virus is more robust in high schools compared to primary schools, and schools with transmission prevention measures in place have seen less viral spread compared to schools without prevention measures. Supporting the implementation of transmission prevention measures in schools, especially high schools, to slow viral spread in the community. R&D, Diagnosis and Treatments. Polyester or foam nasal swabs, which is better? A comparative analysis investigated sensitivity of polyester and foam nasal swabs stored in viral transport media, saline, or dry tubes from 126 convalescent COVID-19 patients. They found that polyester and foam swabs had sensitivities of 87.3% versus 94.5% in viral transport media, 87.5% versus 93.8% in saline, and 75% versus 90.6% in dry tubes, respectively. Polyester swabs also had higher cycle threshold values and decreased performance compared to foam swabs when viral loads were near detection threshold. But because estimated sensitivity above 87% was deemed sufficient for times of public health emergencies, polyester swabs stored in viral transport media or saline may suffice in settings where swab shortages exist. Mental Health and Resilience A behavioral neurologist from the University of California, San Francisco, describes that the neural mechanism behind false beliefs in COVID-19 conspiracy theories and science denial in healthy individuals is similar to those that have Lewy body dementia or frontotemporal dementia, concluding that developing frontal circuitry to support the process of reasoning is part of education and science literacy and stands at the core of a healthy democracy. 
Establishing this is the responsibility of the medical and scientific community through changes in the education system and working with political officials. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. Continue to stay informed with us. Read less, do more. With COVID-19, LST.org. LST.